Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. It's not quite podcast 600. This is 599.5 or podcast 600 part one, as I wanted to call it, because it sounds fancier. Mm. Joe, we've made it. Yeah. Now what? (laughs) I don't know. Matt, how are you feeling? Uh, Yeah, exhausted that I had to do probably about a third of the 100 podcasts since 500. You know when... um, You know when you plan a holiday for ages and it's all you can think about and then when the holiday finishes you're like, I don't know what the fuck my life is anymore. That's what I'm (laughs) going to feel like after Podcast 600. Wow. Well, like we said, this isn't quite Podcast 600 because this is this week, today, the episode you're listening to right now is pretty much a standard episode of Podcast. But Mm. tomorrow we've got something special, which I think a few weeks ago I boldly said 60% of people would enjoy. Yeah, the more I think about it, absolute bollocks. <laughs> it is so much for us and so little for anyone else. <laughs> okay, that's is, is 40% too high? Yes. 30. I think, okay. I, I think 10% is a struggle. <laughs> no, no, no. I think that's harsh, because I think no, if you enjoy no, us, no. you'll enjoy <laughs> I think you'll enjoy it if you enjoy us. But tomorrow, if you're listening to this on Friday, that is so saturday the 10th we are dropping not only in your audio feeds but on ign's youtube channel which is when you realize what this is an absolute disgrace that this is on the main youtube channel of ign we have done a full watch along of the hit film green street Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) when you Um, say it out loud Do you think, is this a good use of two hours of our time? And I thought, do you know what, I had a lovely time. It flew by Um, for me, and it was mainly because, and I don't want to spoil anything, Matt fucking hated it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was was eventful. Yeah, we're not going to spoil either Green Street or or our trivia, because, oh God, did we have some trivia. So much trivia, big trivs. But yeah, if you're into that, you know, enjoy it. If not, please don't complain, because... Come on, we, we're trying our best. Like we've said, we are actually going to do a proper live show when it's exactly. not deeply irresponsible to do so. Um, mm-hmm. And I know some of you will be like, oh, restrictions are up. I'm in self-isolation now, so that's exactly. enough. And look, there's I've the Lambda variant now, the Lambda variant. Now, I've played oh, enough God. Half-Life to know that Lambdas are bad. Yeah, <laughs> we've got we've got Lambdas on the loose, and I don't want to give it to any of you by spitting hot fire at a live show. Um, <laughs> exactly. And indeed, spitting spit, which I will do. Yeah. Um, so t- today, obviously, Black Widow comes out. We'll talk about that next week, as well as the Loki finale, because none of us have seen Black Widow yet. Big but Marvel that tomorrow. Week. Exactly. We haven't big had one Marvel of those week. for so long. It's really exciting. Exactly. I love big Marvel I'm, I'm, I'm well up for it. And tomorrow is big Green Street Day. So what we've done is you can, there's a countdown, you can sync it up. It's on Netflix over in the UK. I'm not, rest of the world, I'm sorry, I don't know where you can watch it. But it'll be easy to sync up. So if you, if you do want to watch that film with us, um, it'll be a joy. It'll be a joy, I'm sure. It was fun to do. Maybe it'll be fun to listen it to. It is. It is. <laughs> 
I mean, if you're one of those people that listens to um, watch-along commentaries like Riff Tracks without mm-hmm. uh, the film, A, you're bananas, but B, you're going to have a grand old time because we, we chat over that film way too much because <laughs> there's loads exactly. of us. It was great. It was good fun. Um, anyway, let's talk about games and films and stuff because that's what we normally do. So oh, yeah. Why, why, break that? why break that now? 600 in. Why stop doing that now? Uh, last night, PlayStation had a little state of play. Uh, mainly, well, I say mainly, a third of it was Deathloop, mm-hmm. and the rest was kind of third parties and indies, apart from a little Death Stranding drop, which isn't either of those. They kind of lied. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it was it was a mixed bag. I think, even though they tried to set everyone's expectations, like, don't expect anything big, people were still like, where was everything? It's like, they told you explicitly. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> as soon as they said it was half an hour, you knew what the you knew what this deal was. And they, they told yeah. you what the, the headline game was going to be. Like, I went into this thinking this is exactly what it was gonna be and it was yeah and it was fine yeah and most of those games i was like nah not into them but a couple did stand out i'm like do you know what? i'm gonna give those a go but first why don't we talk about that headline game which was Deathloop, which i personally didn't feel like i need to see any more of i'm sold on this game i feel like i've i've seen it at ev- like about 10 different presentations of this game now i feel like i've seen it still looks amazing to me and I, I don't know, I didn't learn personally anything new about this game apart from the fact that Juliana, the character that can be player-controlled, is one of the eight you have to hunt down on the mm-hmm. island. That's the that's a cool thing that I didn't know. So maybe tactics-wise, you want to take her out first, get her out of the way? Well, you I don't know. You, you clearly didn't know that because you clearly didn't read my preview from the other month where well, I explained it. Because this presentation I is what I it. saw. <laughs> skimmed it. Unbelievable. Oh, so you're supposed to be my friend. <laughs> Honestly. I've got a lot on. The, the only thing this presentation did, and I get why there are so many Deathloop presentations, because it is a weird concept and you have to do a lot of explaining. And to be fair, over the course of a lot of those, I've understood this concept much more every time. Mm-hmm. To be honest, like you say, I felt like this was one too many. And honestly, I kind of came out of it just going... The gunplay looks a bit worse than I thought it would be. And that was all I really learned from it. And obviously I haven't had my hands on it and it might feel amazing. But there was something Mm -hmm. about looking at it in full action scenes where I'm like, I don't don't know how much I'm actually super into this or not in terms of the action. I might play like a stealthy boy. Very fun. I think like, yeah, maybe, yeah, it's hard to know until you've felt the guns, how gunplay is in game. Like looking at games, you're not really sure. Like I... I think I said loads of times in the lead up to Cyberpunk, I didn't think the gunplay looked great, but actually that was one of the things it did quite well for. The gunplay in that game is is fine. I thought anyway. Mm. Uh, but um, yeah, the thing of Deathloop is I just think the way you move, I just want that teleport ability. I hope you get that early, or I don't know if you have to earn it, or if you just have it when you start, but that seems like very fun to use, and just sliding around, and yeah, I'm into the melee side of it, I think, more than the shooting side. I'm normally much more of a gun person than a melee person but in this game it just looks fun to run around and <laughs> cut off people up i, I mean they are the people that made dishonored a game in exactly. which you primarily use a sword mm-hmm. but yeah i and that ability i don't know what it's called the one where you like flip people up into the air and just kind of throw them off to the oh, side uh, carnesis yeah mm-hmm. i i want to use that mm. as much as possible and yeah i'm still into it because the way i'd 
contrary to popular belief, Matt, I did actually um, read your preview and I must have forgotten the part where Julian <laughs> was one of the targets because the way you described it as that sort of supernatural hitman, that made me so much more excited for mm. that game because I didn't want another roguelike, which, to be fair, I still think they kind of didn't explain in that video. Like it, The way they opened it, it still sounds like they're saying this is a roguelike. They didn't explain the parts of it yeah. that you said in your preview that made it sound good. <laughs> yeah, I think the thing is, so that what what you saw at state of play was a small part of what was a much larger kind of like probably twice as long maybe three times as long preview it was in there about an hour and a half Mm -hmm. plus the opportunity to actually talk to two of the developers so i think it's just it's a very very difficult game to explain even in a 10 minute marketing feature and yeah, yeah but i think the key thing for if you do feel it's a rogue like it's definitely got elements of that but they have very much told me like don't worry there is kind of like a more traditional linear-ish fashion to the way Mm -hmm. that the story unfolds it's just that there are some ideas from roguelikes in there yeah i mean i don't know how much more we can really say about their flute because we haven't learned anything that new from that trailer it's i still think it looks great i mean just want to play it now yeah i don't know if we really i don't know i don't have much more to say about their flute other than i want to play it Uh, well then move on exactly <laughs> get out of here Beth Luke. Oh, exactly just i hope i just pray it isn't one of those games that comes out and people are like i hope it does well for arcane just because they are so good i hope people aren't kind of sick of it by the time it comes out in a way if you know what i mean i don't think but maybe i'm no i hope not um another game lost judgment i completely forgot that there was a sequel to judgment and <laughs> I never actually finished Judgment, and it made me think I should go back and finish Judgment, because I was enjoying it a lot. It's weird. I've played dozens of hours of multiple Yakuza games, and I have never finished one, because they are so fucking big (laughs) that I just get to a point where I'm like, I've got other things to do, (laughs) Kazuma. I'm sorry. Um, I... From what I've seen of Lost Judgment, it doesn't look like the one that's going to break that cycle for me, but I'm sh- absolutely mm-hmm. sure I will play it and enjoy it for 30 hours and be in the first chapter. Um, <laughs> I do, I, I personally, I know some people are very sceptical about this, but I, I'm not sure how wide it went that um, the future of the Yakuza series in general is that Yakuza is now turn-based combat, it is an RPG, and Judgment is the action game combat. What I would like to see with this one is... Because a lot of people criticised the action in the original Judgment. I'd like it to get towards where it was in Yakuza 0 with like lots of different fighting styles, lots of more mm-hmm. messing about with that side of stuff. That would be where I kind of... that I think that that's where Judgment can really stand out. As well as like maybe increasing a bit of the kind of courtroomy stuff like i wouldn't mind it being a tiny bit more ace attorney um yeah that's but the yeah thing is it but it I mean, still looks thing, gorgeous exactly the one thing it stood out to me is it looks very nice like that's the one thing of the yakuza games even uh the latest yakuza like a dragon knight doesn't look great it looks fine but uh, like see, those games are but it's the character models like the dragon engine gets yeah. character models so right on on major mm-hmm. characters they look fucking nuts <laughs> it's so yeah, good but I d- like Lost Judgment looked like a step up to me, and just like mm. the environments looked a lot nicer. It just it looked much more like a next gen game. I don't know. I I'll probably do the same as you, Joe. I'll play it for a few hours, be like, oh, this is really cool, and then never get anywhere near finishing it. But like like a dragon, I was really enjoying. I played about ten hours of, and I should inf- like no reason to stop. But it just gets to that point where I'm like, I don't know. 
I just <laughs> the problem with like a dragon up. was I got really far in that for me in Yakuza games, but or Yakuza games, and then I did the um, the business building mini game, and I played it for about fifteen <laughs> hours until I'd finished it, and then I was like. Oh, this I've finished this game. <laughs> like I've now got too much money. Like I've got billions of yen coming in, and I, mm-hmm. I I just felt like a sense of completion that made me go. He's he's probably fine now. He's ha- going to live a happy, rich life, and I can I can leave him. But yeah, yeah, no. that's kind of what I did with Mass Effect Two last night. I was like, oh, I'll play for an hour. I've got an hour here to fill. I'll I'll play some Mass Effect Two. I spent forty minutes just doing probing of planets. Oh, so I just good. enjoy it. Love but it. then I was like, well, don't really have time for a mission now. So I keep <laughs> all. Stop. So I'm playing Mass Effect Two at the moment as well. I'll keep all my planet scanning duties for the weekend, so I can stick a podcast on. Luckily, mm. there's always a good podcast I like that drops on a Friday, and then I can listen to that while spinning planets around, throwing probes at them. You saying I mean, you listen I... to this podcast every Friday? I'm not referring to this podcast. I'm referring <laughs> to another video games podcast. But I've got like 120,000 palladium now, wherever it is. No use for it. I've just got is it. it. Palladium sniper rifles. Get your I sniper rifles done. Is it pl- pl- platinum? I don't, I've got iridium, yeah. platinum. So, uh, element zero. Element zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. It's just relaxing. It's a good game. Very good game. I just did a a, a big bit in it anyway i don't want to spoil mass effect 2 for people because some people like me are playing it for the first time um we also had like i said the death stranding director's cut some details um not only details in that show but three minutes ago i've just looked on twitter kojima just tweeted oh and there's a very hard mode too he, they're adding very hard modes to it as well lovely stuff. um I don't like. There were some mad things in that trailer. Um, <laughs> like, are they making it more of an action game? It seems like they're adding a few more weapons to it. Well, I don't it just, know. It just feels like I think they realised that the action, like combat and stuff in that game, was kind of clunky and irritating. Mm-hmm. So just make it a bit better for people who are going back for some reason. But mm-hmm. I'd like. There's lots of things in that trailer where I was like, oh, I would have really liked that if I was playing Death Stranding now, but. Nothing in that trailer made me go, I've got to play Death Stranding again. Like, the cargo mm-hmm. catapult looks wicked, but I'm not going to go back and play another 60 hours of fucking twaddle to get it. Like, it's not the same I need in my life. The same with the buddy robot. I like the look of him. And they've added, like, a racetrack in there as well. Like, a yeah. customizable racetrack you can try. Like, I only got a few hours into Death Stranding. Now, I wasn't hating it. I was find it fine this is making me think do you know what? maybe when this version comes out maybe it'll be in a great place i don't know it's another pain i don't know how quickly i don't see i'm not like 10 what's it 10 pounds i mm. think i don't think that's terrible but it's Personally. terrible in a world where on the other console nothing costs yes 10 pounds. comparatively i know what you mean comparatively it's not great like there was back like last generation that this wasn't happening at all. You just had to buy it again for seventy, like fifty quid, didn't you? So but that doesn't make this better. <laughs> like, no. That just makes it worse in the past. I don't know. Like maybe, maybe this one there's not as much new in it for ten pounds. The Ghost of Shima one, I don't really mind because you're getting a whole new experience. You're basically getting like a quarter of the game again. No, no, no. That's a that's a different thing. You're paying yeah. twenty pounds for the okay. full upgrade, but people have worked out if you're just going director's cut to director's cut. So mm-hmm. just getting PS5 enhancements, that's nine quid. Like, okay. none of the extra content for that money. It's just, like, haptic feedback. 
And I okay, say, well, that's definitely not worth it. <laughs> yeah, that's what bothers me. It's like, come mm-hmm. on, guys. Um, and I haven't actually looked into whether the £10 for Death Stranding one is director's cut to director's cut or whether that's a full... If it's PS4 to PS5, but I get... I don't know. I it's think maybe slightly what, better. I, I've only had a criticism, but I think that there's only director's cut for, um, for Death Stranding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but whereas obviously with... Um, Tsushima. What you're effectively getting is there's the PlayStation upgrade and then there's what is effectively an expansion pack, right? The expansion pack I'm fine with paying money for. Not that I will because I don't like Ghost of Tsushima. But um, yeah, I think charging money for haptic feedback is bullshit. All I'm saying is (laughs) Kojima should be paying me to go back to Death Stranding. (laughs) there's, There's a part of me where if it was a free upgrade... I think, and I got to keep my save game. And I just, because I've written about this before, the end game of Death Stranding is the game I wanted it to be, where I wasn't being interrupted with rubbish. It was just a fun, like, hiking sim. Uh, if, if I could do that for free, maybe I'd go back and be like, well, I'll muck about with these new systems for, like, two hours, and then maybe I'll leave it. But I'm just not going to pay to do it. Oh, well, there we go. I, I might... I don't know. I might jump back in. There's lots of games coming out this uh, autumn, though, isn't there? So, Same time yeah, as know. Deathloop, isn't it? Like It's, it's within exactly. that window. I've got better mm-hmm. stuff to be doing. I, I will personally be going back to Ghost, because I liked it more than you think, and the expansion, I'm up for a whole new basic chapter of that game, and there's new Legends stuff, and I've said before, Ghost of Tsushima Legends is absolutely brilliant. So, I have to say, there is, a, yeah. there is a broken bit of me that just wants to see the new Ghost of Tsushima bit, and not necessarily play it, just look at it, because it shall is I, nice I screen looking. share for you? Mm, <laughs> no, don't think so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a, that's a path you don't want to go down. Um they also showed off some indies, which they said they would. Uh, we got another look at Fist, which I remember being revealed, I feels like a year ago now, maybe mm. over a year. I feel like we were in the office. Um, mad game with a rabbit with a giant fist. I like the look of that, like the style of that game a lot. I'm like, side scrollers aren't my favourite genre of game, but these do look. I, I, I'm into this. I'll give it a go. It's There's like some c- mad animals. It's like cyberpunk red wall. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that. I don't know. Uh, there's something that puts me off it, and I can't work out what it is. It might just be the way it moves. I'm not sure, but I do. When I get like a Metroidvania-y actiony game that really works for me, I do often mm-hmm. get really into them. And I could see that happening here, but I'm not. I'm still not quite sure about this one. You just talking animals has always freaked you out, isn't it? You, I just you, yeah, you really I question the world because I don't want to know what animals are saying about me. Because I say a lot of no. shit about animals, so they might come back at me hard. I don't need. Have that. you got a got a favourite talking animal, Matt? Favourite talking animal? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> what? I like come that on. question. I want to know who yeah. my favourite talking animal is. Uh, I like Roger Rabbit a lot. Mm. Obviously, a cartoon. It have to be a real animal. Like, oh, it's got to be Paddington. It's got to be yeah, Paddington. Paddington. Good hard stare. He's done yeah. it. Exactly, Paddington three. In production soon. Very exciting. Very excited for that. Ooh, ooh. Um, we also got another look at Sifu, which again just looks very, very cool. Delayed. That's sad. Delayed to early twenty. But I like the way they did it, like the age thing in the game. The way they did it at the end mm. of the trailer was that was, was clever. Was a, a nice way of doing it. I'm slightly <laughs> concerned about the age thing. Like I don't know. I don't know why it makes sense. I don't know in this. In what sense? Like 
I get that it's it's the roguelike thing, right? Is that when you when your thing resets, you become older. Mm. Is there like actually a gameplay impact on that? Because otherwise, I can't really see what the point of it is. Is it just? I don't know. Is it just telling the story? You're just getting older. I, yeah, I don't. I want I've that system to have an impact. Much. Basically, like I want it to be pushing something other than like my character model gets grayer hair. Like, I want there to be something gets, interesting about someone's it. Someone's getting slow wildermyth. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, uh, I, I, just to digress, because last yeah. week we talked about Wildermyth. Uh, just so everyone knows, it's fucking incredible. I've played three full campaigns of it in the last week. Um, right. and uh, I did hear you speaking about it, and I feel like I've got to play it. It's so good. It sounds very good. But to, to your point about age in that game, I had uh, mm. a mystic who got the same thing you were talking about, Matt, where she started turning into a crystal person. Mm-hmm. And by the end of my last campaign, she was 98 years old, half crystal, and she could only move two spaces a turn, and that would take up her entire turn. <laughs> like, she was so old. But I bet she hit like a motherfucker. Oh my god, she hit like a motherfucker, and she had so many spells. It was great. Um, Maybe yeah. that's the thing. Maybe Sifu, like, the older you get, the slower you get, but the harder you can punch, and there's like a peak around, I don't know. Mm. When's the physical peak of Sifu? I don't know. Uh when I just want it to do something know. cool with that. I just don't want it to be like my character model gets mm-hmm. grizzly because it doesn't sort of make a lot of sense. I, I know it's know. video games, just... but yeah, yeah. might just be a cool visual thing. I, I, I just want to know, like, does that mean there's a limit on the amount of runs? Like, do you get to like eighty and are like, well, game over? I don't know. Well, shit. obviously like, they're not going to do that. that the would amount be of times that I've played Hades <laughs> and like died in Hades, like my character in that game would be like four hundred and eighty by this point. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, I'm, I'm into it. Just the style of it is just amazing. Just to go back to Wildermyth for one second, I just realised <laughs> there's one more thing I wanted to say that Matt didn't address last week. There's a spell in that game where you can enchant a bookcase and then fill an enemy's head with so much knowledge that their brain explodes. <laughs> and that is the coolest spell in the world. Okay, anyway. I'm definitely going to download this game this afternoon. That's Carry on. Is it Steam only, by the way? No, it's on Mac. It? Well, it's, it's Steam only, but you can get it on Mac. You can get I can it. On, get it on Mac. Yeah, I play it on my laptop. I don't have to. I can get it on Mac. Play it at a desk. Oh my lord! Uh, I'm into that. Uh, one more game we're going to talk about from the state of play. We're not going to talk about everything because uh, some of it was frankly guff. Um, but <laughs> um, but we the one game that did look interesting. I, as soon as I started, I was like, "This is a Joe game." Maybe yes, I'm wrong. Correct. J- <laughs> Jet, jet the far shore. Yeah, I've put a lazy little description here. No Man's Sky meets the Outer Wilds, which I don't think is miles off. Uh, I don't know how much actual Outer Wilds it will be. I'm, I'm. They haven't really gone into what exploration means in this game, and that's mm-hmm. actually quite exciting to me. I, I love that you diagnosed this as a Joe game because it is. <laughs> I was watching it like, this looks fucking wicked i love games about going <laughs> quietly around on an alien planet and finding and scanning things that's what i want to do it does it looks a bit rubbish though doesn't it like graphically I know, it's, it's, yeah it's not graphically the most exciting game like especially the talk about character models didn't look great but that concept of i like it, it's just relaxing there was a like a little bit of action it looked like but, but... it seems to be like escape action so it's mm-hmm. like get around stuff rather than engage with Fighting. stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I love Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery. I thought that was really fun. And I hope this has a bit of that, like, cosmic element. I'm hoping there's a bit of that 70s, like, 
is God an algorithm type bullshit. Like, I want to know, <laughs> like, I want it to get weird, basically. And I was kind of intrigued by the idea that you're maybe doing this from a home base. Like, there's a bit where you see the, the ship come back in and dock in a place with a load of other ships. And mm-hmm. so I'm kind of into the idea of maybe that's how it does its Metroidvania-y structure, where you have to upgrade a ship to be able to go further before coming back, or different territories mm-hmm. or different terrains or biomes or something like that. There's just a lot there that intrigues me. Um, and yeah. I just like chill exploration games with maybe horrible consequences. Exactly. I, I'm into it as well. I had a similar thoughts to you. I think, I think the one thing I need in those games that maybe you don't is I need an actual good story. Maybe you. I think you're more happy to just explore and that be your story. I don't know if I'm well, putting words into no, I think that's. I think, well, I, think yeah. I can enjoy that. But then... Yeah. If you look at Outer Wilds, that game has an incredible yeah. story for those who go looking for it. If you see what I mean, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So yeah, that's that, and that is where I think where I kind of expect Jet the Far Shore to do something because there's something in that home base looks like a horrible industrial nightmare. So I'm wondering whether it's like are we the baddies type situation? You know, are we colonizing and destroying a nice planet? And there's something that would obviously come with its own storyline of some kind. We do yeah. tend to do that in half of sci-fi stories, to be fair. Just go to a planet and ruin it. So. Just, yeah, Why not? Should yeah. be ruining our own, aren't we? Oh, God. Ugh. Anything else from that state of play? Anyone want to talk about? Anything? I didn't no? think there was much else that I need nah. to discuss. I mean, there's there that was... game where you're, you've got, you can have a rubber duck and hit people or, or whatever it is. Um Arcade again? Was that, that one? No, was that the Hunter Boy Hunter's Arena? Oh, Hunter's Arena's Le- Hunter's Arena Legends, I think. Something like that. Or is it Hunter's Legends Arena? It's it's those three words in an order. Um Oh is that the like Battle Royale that's uh Melee sort of fighting there game was thing? A lot of this state of play where it was just like I've seen all of this before and I don't know how this is different yeah. to anything I've played before. Mm. But yeah. yeah, I wasn't into that. But right. Well, why don't we talk about stuff we've been actually playing and watching. Okay. Uh, Both me and Matt have watched the first in a trilogy of horror films on Netflix called Fear Street. Fear Street 1994 was part one. I think Fear Street 1978 is the second one. That's out today. Something like that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Late 70s. Yeah. Um, They're R.L. Stein books, the creator of Goosebumps, but they're slightly more adult they like kind of teenagers the books were yeah, yeah. Mm. they're not not your typical goosebumps stuff but i don't know how you felt about this film i i was really excited because it was getting a lot of good buzz and a lot of good reviews and i really liked the trailer i watched the film and i kind of thought it's fine i fucking loved it i think it's one really? of the best okay. films i've seen this year <laughs> really yeah okay well there we go why um so like you say it's kind of it's rl stein so it's got it's a very fun horror but it takes itself like internally quite seriously which i like and it's it starts off as a fair homage to scream like i'm fairly sure mm-hmm. that I, I looked at the the it absolutely is yeah the yeah. the writing sorry the music the guy that put the music together is the composer for scream so it's got mm-hmm. that kind of link to it. it i think it finds its way into its own sort of thing later but the thing i really like about it is that it's got a mythology to it that doesn't require a hundred films to build up. It's just got this really cool kind of idea. It pl- puts it out quite plainly. It links to other horror properties, for lack of a better word. I don't know how we call them now. That doesn't sound like marketing <laughs> wank. 
um, that <laughs> is quite easy to kind of look at and understand where they're going for it and just get on board with it. And then I think mm-hmm. as it ramps up towards the end, it has got some really good kills towards the end. I, it, really I will give it that. that. It's got it's got one of the best kills I've seen in a long time in, in mm-hmm. a horror film. If you don't know like what the actual like concept of it is, it's basically part one is just it's it's basically a scream or a nightmare in Elm Street slasher. sort of horror. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah, it's a slasher, but it's kind of cool. And this is where I think I didn't maybe like it as much as you. I thought it was kind of it couldn't hundred percent decide what it was in my mind. Like I thought it was kind of almost caught between trying to be one of those films and trying to be a parody of one of those films. I didn't think it quite nailed whether it wanted to play some stuff for laughs or if it wanted to be an actual horror. Because right. at no point did I find it scary. It's mm-hmm. not a scary film at all, I don't think. Despite it being rated an eighteen, but I suppose there is a quite there's some gory there's, bits. I said you... there's one of the best slash worst yeah. killed like I really um, had to look away. There was some really, real... Oh, I was soaking it up. But And I think the one that drops today is pretty much it's a Friday the 13th yeah. concert. It's a summer camp in the 70s. And that was the thing I was like... The thing I was like... I wanted it kind of to do its own thing slightly more. I thought it was almost trying to be those slightly too much. See, that's not what I go in for R.L. Stein for. Like, I loved the Goosebumps books when I was a kid mm-hmm. and obviously didn't get them as a kid because you're a kid who isn't allowed to watch old films. <laughs> but when you look back and look at how much of the the Goosebumps books are based on... They're, they're ripping off very, very famous horror movies mm-hmm. and recreating them for young children, basically. Kind of like like Slappy the Dummy is basically Chucky, right? And there's, there's all yeah. sorts of uh, runs there. And I think this does essentially the same shtick that Stein is good at, but it does it with the ability, like okay, all of these characters could potentially get murdered. There's none of the lack of peril yeah. that Goosebumps has. And so I thought it was, like it is Goosebumps with an 18 rating, and I thought that was really, really cool. If you're going in for that, that's exactly what you'll get. I think, I think maybe I was just, I don't know. I think I don't think it's bad at all. I think it's good. I think, like you know, if, if I was reviewing I'd probably give it like a 7, personally. Mm-hmm. I thought it was good. I was just, I don't know, I just wanted that. I was expecting that extra thing more that maybe it, it didn't have for me. But like I said, there's two more parts to come. It's part of a trilogy and there's like a through line to do with this sort of like, I don't I don't want to spoil what the through line is, but there's a cool thing. And I will say it has a very good payoff at the end of the first yeah. one. It's a very good ending. So it's it's worth sticking around to because it it's an hour and 45, which isn't overly long for a film at all, don't get me wrong, but I did feel like it did kind of sag. Like I thought the first half was a little slow for me, and I think the second half is very good. I think it picks up really well. The, the first half's definitely a little bit more slower moving, as horror films tend to yeah. almost be a bit too slow moving at the start in order to build tension. But um, yeah, I think, as I say, like, that ending and leading into the next one very <laughs> much ties into this kind of cool mythology I think it establishes. Um, mm-hmm. And I say I like that, like it takes that side of it seriously, even though it's clearly quite fun from the outside. I also like like its characters are really likable, even though like a bunch of them are little shitbags. Mm. Um, yeah, what one of them I couldn't get along with the the uh, the guy who's in there like group Simon is group. it? Yeah, I think his name is Simon. Mm. Unfortunately, so Just didn't get along with him. But I liked everyone else. Yeah, I like them all. They're all kind of like very of that slasher sort of. Um, template but they all felt like people that i could have met at school they got that like mm-hmm. slightly more realistic vibe and i also like it, it it's quite kind of like it's got a nice lgbtqia kind of story that sort of runs through the center of it which i think 
is a nice update on like those books were because i had a look because i've never read the books but couldn't believe that this could have been a direct adaptation of them and it's not mm-hmm. it takes like the fear street setting and ideas and kind of rebuilds yeah. it as a new thing so it doesn't feel 1990s dated in that way but does have all of those 90s homages to it yeah i'm uh, yeah i'm gonna watch the other two i'm excited to see him like second one like we said it's looks like it's pretty much a friday the 13th mm-hmm. um take on it and then the third part i believe is 1666 which yeah. i can see what that's going to be now once like stuff is revealed in the first one that makes sense as to what this is going to be yeah but i'm excited to see because it kind of like i said the payoff of the first one is good and i kind of want to see how they come back to that in a mm-hmm. way so I'm, I'm intrigued to see where it goes but yeah i enjoyed it i enjoyed it um yeah, I don't really have much more to say about this. That's it. Uh, I'm, yeah, I enjoyed it. Are you going to watch it, Joe? I definitely am. I was going to ask, should I just wait for all three to come out and like watch them together? Or do, are you enjoying the fact that there's a little gap um, to think about it? I mean, they are like almost two hour films apiece. So it's not like you can just watch them. They're not, you know, like hour long. Mm. Um, I don't know. I didn't feel that one didn't end. I was like, I've got to put on the next one. Like they, they are separate films. I think mm. they're not that. They're not like one through story that you're like, can't wait to see what's next. That's from my, I don't know, Matt might have watched them all in a day for all I know. I, th- I, I quite like, like, so I watched this with someone over kind of like a virtual kind of like movie night kind of situation. Mm. And I like that because we do it every Saturday. I mm. like that I've now got another one and we've been doing horror films anyway. We've been watching the Conjuring movies and this kind of felt it nicely weaved into that kind of structure we've mm-hmm. got so i do like that they're dropping week by week and mm. it's something that i don't think I, there's not a movie system that's done this before is there like this is the beauty of netflix i suppose yeah. i like genuinely the the concept intrigued me and like excited me more than the the subject films mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah i i love that they're trying out stuff like this and just kind of going like well Let's try doing the form of these things yeah. as well as the function. I is that the thing? Like, you know how Marvel is effectively a TV show that's told through movies. Mm. Like, I yeah. like that because horror is naturally like lower budget. You can kind of set up a project and go, "We've got this amount of money. We can split that into three. We can make these three movies, and we can drop them week by week to create that sort of televisual movie sort of storytelling." Mm-hmm. So it's got that Netflix look. It's not overly filmic. It has got. It basically looks like a Stranger Things. Like mm-hmm. they could easily have released it as a six-part TV series. To be fair, like I don't think that would have taken away of it. So it's interesting they have done it as three films. But yeah, That's I was into it. There's nothing stopping you from doing, watching it in six parts either because it's Netflix. Isn't isn't that mm-hmm. the joy of that? Um, Joe, you've been playing something that about a year and a half ago we were all saying is brilliant, mm. and you finally listened to us. Yeah. Why? Uh, well, yeah, this is Final Fantasy VII Remake, which will kick off a trilogy of things that we have played that are really old, <laughs> yeah. um, I've just realised on this. Um, I just, well, I got the Integrade upgrade, because uh, mm-hmm. I was like, I just never got round to even downloading the game, because it was massive, and I was just like, oh, I can't really be asked. And then, um, because I'm very privileged, I got access to Integrade, and went, all right, this is when I'm going to do this. And then it sat there for weeks. And then yesterday I was like, I have nothing to play because I've done Ratchet and Clank and I've been really enjoying playing like an hour of something every morning. And I know this is a substantially bigger project in that regard. But um, I just like, so I just turned it on and started messing about with it. 
and yes, it is really good. Um, I'm like yes. in I'm in the first sort of open area getting side quests to do, so I'm about like two or three hours in. Um, mm-hmm. And just what I wasn't expecting is the combat to feel so good. Like I really, the combat didn't... is the best thing about it. It's amazing. I, I didn't think that it would. I didn't think it would translate to me that well. And I like I did like Final Fantasy XV's take on combat to a certain extent, but I this feels like such a refinement on that idea and the switching works really well. And I think you were saying, Matt, when you were talking about the Yuffie stuff, that Yuffie, Yuffie? Yeah, Yuffie, how I used Yuffie. to pronounce it Yuffie. I think it's Yuffie. Um, that you missed the opportunity to start switching between characters. Mm-hmm. And that, because I was playing just sort of as Cloud and once Tifa came in, I was still playing as Cloud to a certain extent and I'd given her material that was like, auto stuff so i was kind of using her as an ai and then i fought like a boss a sub boss creature and suddenly sort of had to start going like okay i really have to start using these characters in tandem and then once you start doing it it's just like fuck you can immediate like everything just suddenly opens and you suddenly start going like oh i totally see how this is going to work as as this game goes on and this it, it's really cool like i would love to see other games take on this same idea because mm-hmm. it's so fluid and it has the action game feeling but it gives you enough strategy to play with i know i'm saying stuff people said a year and a half ago by the way <laughs> it's but, fine. like it's um, good to but a lot of, a lot of people will be picking up for the first time now or thinking about doing it because there is this new version i still need to actually download it cuz i haven't played the Yuffie stuff yet mm. i haven't played the intermission stuff which i do want to do because I was surprisingly like, as someone who hadn't played Final Fantasy VII before when the when the remake came out, like I was I was surprised how much I loved it. Like it was one of my very favorite games mm. of last year, and yeah, I want to play that extra few hours now. And yeah, yeah, I'm well into the it. PS5 version. Looks really good as well. Like it, yeah. It, I think there's elements of it where you're like, oh, this isn't quite, you know, it's not Ratchet and Clank good looking, but there are elements of it where you're like, it really has benefited from the upgrade. Um, the only thing is, they've got these backgrounds, right? And I know people talked about the backgrounds, but there are still bits in this where you're like, that looks like a fucking painting. Like, yeah. it it looks so weird. You look at the horizon, mm-hmm. you're like, that is so obvious. It's like you're in the Truman Show. <laughs> like, it's really yeah. weird. There's... Don't look at that. Just ignore that. Yeah, yeah. They, they have, a, like, a real big problem where, because obviously it's entirely set in Midgar, which is mm. a city with a plate above you. And yeah. when you look up, it's very clear that it's a flat texture that has just been put on, for lack of a better term, a big disc that's yeah. hanging over the map. Um, mm-hmm. I did really like Barrett saying calling it a pizza yeah um, that made classic me line from the original mm. are you because yeah, like, we played it through right joe yeah are you liking seeing the translation uh yeah i mean my memory is so fucked that there are bits <laughs> where i'm like i do half remember this but i'm not really sure i i i think the the voice acting is as good as i expect from a game of this kind sure. um mm. i don't think it's great i am enjoying that it's a voiced game and i do like i like how it's used open world hub ideas amongst the stuff like i think that works really well and there have been a few times where i've walked past something i'm like i fucking remember this (laughs) that's good um eggs and chips and all that um (laughs) but yeah that's uh it's good stuff i'm really enjoying it i wasn't expecting to like it as much exactly you're still at the point as well where i was like oh this is good but like i haven't got to the stuff where i was like okay yeah this is unbelievably good good i'm excited about that it'll kick off 
Uh, oh, and yeah. also I should say, because I love scanning and everything, I love the assess materia, I love getting it to use it on everything. <laughs> oh, it's great. Scanning's the best. I I don't even think I used assess once in that game. Oh, import, especially in the later boss, is really important. Yeah. I just, just winged it. Just natural. Just isn't it? pretty no. fucking good at the game, isn't it? Though? Just good at it. Yeah. Well, talking about playing things we should have played a long time ago, that's kind of been a bit of my mantra this year. I've gone back, obviously, with Mass Effect, righted some wrongs there, halfway through doing all that. And you know what? I was talking with um, our good friend Daniel Creeper, and he was like talking about how much when all the Gears games came out, he always used to play them co-op and he has great memories. And I was like, do you know what? I've never played a single one of them. So we decided we're going to play Gears of War together. So mm. I'm playing Gears of War for the first time ever. Um, we played it last night, played about two hours, got the Ultimate Edition, which came out in 2015, which it looks all right. It's, it's a little bit muddy and it plays a little bit... I don't know, it's a, l- a little it bit soft fine. to these days, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Um, Really enjoying it. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm about to tell a lot of people that have played Gears of War for 15 years that Gears of War is good, but I'm enjoying it. I didn't realise, so it's kind of one of those series I've kind of never really taken any notice of. If you know, it always get there's trailers out and they look cool, but I've never played one. You're a PlayStation just, boy, aren't you? That's the. It's like I never, I just never had an Xbox at the time when those that and Halo were like the biggest thing in the world, basically. So I just never had a chance and. The tone of it surprised me a bit. I was in my head; it was always much more like serious and dour and grey. Where it's actually a lot of the, it's quite funny. The Schwarzenegger <laughs> like, film is what it is. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I've been enjoying that a lot. And we just absolutely did in a berserker. Just done it. <laughs> and the Hammer of Dawn is very fun. I'm telling a lot of people here very obvious things. We've about done, Gears but we're, I think this is going to be this section. Um, yeah. But- the Hammer of Dawn still feels great. Like, that's mm-hmm. what... St- I I actually really didn't like Gears of War when I first played it, but that really stuck with me. I was just like, this is this is really good shit. I just like... I'm a sucker, just like we were talking about um, Outriders when it came out. Like, I'm a sucker for any game where you kill something and it explodes into a hundred, like, chunks mm-hmm. yeah. on the floor. Like, like good stuff. It just, <laughs> it just feels good. Yeah. I'm big into it, and I can't wait to play more of them. I'm just worried that... So I see Gears of War 1 got the Ultimate Edition treatment, kind of the remaster. I don't know if I'm going to go to 2 and be like, oh, this is not this is a step down. Yeah, because you're <laughs> going to have to play an Xbox 360 game, right? Like, yeah. I don't think there'll be a huge amount of difference. And also, like, 2 and 3 are better. Like, they, in terms yeah. of mechanically, they get better. They also, some of the set pieces in those games just have a wonderful sense of absurdity while still being very grim and sort of gothic which I do mm-hmm. like about it. Um, there's some really cool weapons by the time you get to three as well. Mm-hmm. I can't... Um, I can't. Yeah, the feeling of getting that active reload spot on mm-hmm. is a good feeling. And when you get it wrong, it's, it is one of the worst feelings. <laughs> cause you're like, I'm, I'm still in that moment where I'm learning, I'm like, and I panic, and even though I know it's far too late to do it, I still press reload, and I should have just left it. And I'm just like, no, I've got to do it. I've got to press reload. Um, I've been... Daniel's teased to me like one of his favourite weapons in any game. I think the torque bow. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have a great time with that. That's so good. I can't wait. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to playing more Gears of War. <laughs> so yeah, this is me in 2021 talking about how good Gears of War 1 is. <laughs> well, I just did Final Fantasy 7. So <laughs> yes. I mean, Matt, what have better, you got? Better round this out with Halo then, hadn't I? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, games that are what essentially... They've got to be 20 years old now, haven't they, the first one? I think Halo 1 was 2001, 2002. Oh, God. 
But um, (laughs) so yeah, I have been replaying Halo in preparation for Halo Infinite because it felt about time. Like there, there was some that I hadn't played since they came out, so Mm -hmm. it was like, let's let's go back. Um, so Halo One, Cardi, I know that. Oh, you haven't tried Halo One yet, have you? So I've only (laughs) the only Halo I've played. It's a bit of reach. This is my. This is my sort of. This is my like dark cloud over what I haven't played. I've only ever pl- I've played like most of Halo Reach. Right. That's the that's my extent of Halo. So you started in chronological order. You were going yes. right back to the start story. So I started I'm playing it in game release order. And Halo 1, oh boy, has not aged that well. <laughs> um so I think for anybody that is thinking of doing this like if you've just picked up like a Series X or a Series S and you're like I'm going to play through them all on Game Pass um halo one i think it's all like joe you said a really good idea before this podcast died which is play up to the silent cartographer which is maybe about the third or fourth main mission in that game i think think it's the third Mm -hmm. Uh, which does open on basically halo does omaha beach which is very cool fucking amazing Mm -hmm. oh it's fourth you're right it's fourth fourth. yeah Mm -hmm. um that mission is it's still so good (laughs) like it's still such a great set piece uh, I love it. Mm-hmm. I think all the money in Halo 1 is very much up front because I loved the fir- those first four missions. Mm. And then what you do is you get to a point where you're playing through an awful lot of the same level design that is just repeated almost what feels like infinitely in mm. such an unintuitive manner that means that when you get into the next room, you're like, is this the room I was just in and I accidentally went in through the wrong that's, door? That's genuinely, that's my abiding memory of doing the combat evolved anniversary mm-hmm. i did that like years and years ago i reviewed that and i remember feeling like i was fucking up when actually yeah. it was the, was halo had fucked up yeah. so much and even with an even with a visual upgrade it's still hard to tell yeah. where you are in mm-hmm. all of those levels in the later game and yeah so kind of like my first like session that i did with it where i just loved the opening and it was such a big nostalgia play for me and i can remember all the fucking lines that like keys and uh cortana are saying that was great but yeah once you get past that opening segment so if you are playing ahead for the first time maybe just play those then read what happens on wikipedia because not a lot actually happens after that and, and you will just be suck. playing yeah <laughs> You will just have to go through identical rooms shooting identical enemies that fuck you up far too quickly. Then you get to Halo 2, which the... Collect- what was that? That was not the anniversary. Was that like the collector's edition they did? It, it's, I they, think it is they an anniversary. It. Is it called the anniversary I edition? Think so. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That, good God, it feels like an entire different era of halo within the space of a few years of development Mm. so a it's a really good remaster that has all of the cutscenes done by blur who i think everybody Mm -hmm. loves what blur does so damon alban graham coxon the whole lot those guys (laughs) (laughs) um but you get like these beautiful CG cutscenes because Halo 2 is the one where like a lot more of like the mythology and the story is brought in and it's genuinely quite kind of captivating if you like that slightly pulpy kind of classic sci-fi novel sort of nonsense Mm. um but the level design is just substantially way ahead of what was in halo one and feels really fun all the way through and you get to follow like a really cool story then you get to three which is the one that came out when i was at union which was kind of like my onboarding for halo properly Mm. as a campaign sort of game and that is I, I don't think it's aged a day, basically. Like, it feels smaller scale compared to modern FPS games. 
But boy, it's just got a real good sense of pace and a real good sense of how it introduces weapons to you. The difference between kind of like the level design from where bits where you get the warthog, where it gets to be nice and open, bits where you're a bit more confined, where it's got like really interesting the way it funnels enemies at you. And also has that section with the scarab tank, where there's two scarab tanks that land on a beach. Which if you don't know what a scarab tank is, they are about the size of six buildings put together. And then you get a helicopter and you get to fly onto the back of them, go inside, blow up their reactors and fly off again. It's it prob- is... like it's it is the video game dream of the ATAT fights on mm-hmm. Hoth. Like yeah. it's ATAT or ATST, I can't remember which one. ATATs, the... yeah. Yeah, the big the big sheep boys. It's like it, it is someone looked at that and was like, We're gonna fucking do that yeah. properly in a game and it is amazing yeah it's just and that like i finished halo 3 in two sittings i just kept playing through it it's not the longest game in the world but it's about eight or nine hours that's two big four hour sittings Mm. and just loved every moment of like it's it spins out that story and brings the end to the original trilogy in such like a satisfying way for let's say it's got mythology but it's never overly complicated it always feels quite tight and well put together Mm. And now I'm playing ODST, which is obviously the little prequel they did to 3, which again just introduces a load of really cool ideas. It's set at night in this Blade Runner-esque city where you play this guy that's going around what is effectively like a mini open world. It's not particularly deep or detailed, but you get to explore this city on your own terms. Just looking for clues as to what happened to your squad that all got like scattered the night before. And that has got such a sense of atmosphere that's so different from Halo, because in Halo you play a super soldier, and then in ODST you get to play kind of like, you're just a dude with a silent submachine gun trying to survive an alien apocalypse. Mm. And so that feels like a really cool little bit of experimental Halo on the side. So yeah, that's as far as I am, and I'm just absolutely loving it. Like It's just a reminder of how good Bungie were at their peak. Yeah. I'd like, maybe I should... Reach is the one I actually remember... (laughs) so little of in mm-hmm. the grand scheme of things that like i do quite want to do the whole the whole set just to get to reach and like feel yeah. like it did back then um yeah it's, well uh, reach will be what like i probably will finish odst tonight so then it will be on to reach and then i'll have done all of the bungee ones but yeah like i it's one of those where it's like some games do have a long life in them because they did what they did so well I think Halo is probably for me one of those series. Like aside mm. from the first one, like I think the other ones have aged really gracefully. Yeah. Are you playing it solo as well? Laura? Playing it co-op. co-op. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So that's the thing I've appreciated. I so like although I do don't get me wrong, like PlayStation, I love their exclusives and the stories of their games. I do appreciate that all those Xbox games were always co-op. You could always play them with a friend, like. Mm. Not that, you know, like, game, like, The Last of Us is a completely different game if you play mm. it with a friend. But, like, I do appreciate that they've always had that run-through of, like, these massive games, like, it's all about playing with other people. There, I like that a lot. Like, there is a world where someone plays as Atreus in God of War, and it's still the same great game, but you mm-hmm. can just play it with someone else. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah, there's a version where they didn't have, stick so strictly to that. And I think mm-hmm. you're right. Like, like Ghost of Tsushima single-player co-op. Or campaign co-op would maybe yeah. have changed how I approached mm-hmm. that game, like how much I enjoyed that game, because I would have been... certainly would for me. Yeah, like experiencing yeah. that place with someone would mean a lot more. I think. I think that's why I love Legends so mm-hmm. much because that is kind of what that is, especially the raid stuff, which I bang on about all the time. But mm. the Ghost of Shima raid stuff, 
like you have to do a lot of grinding to get a high enough character to do it but once you get there oh it's mm-hmm. good i do wonder if that kind of thing it, it, it roots back to obviously xbox and microsoft put a lot of time into xbox live and it was like such a huge part of yeah. the identity of the xbox console that like the first party games are kind of molded around that whereas sony obviously weren't as hot on the online race kind of that early on and so they have kind of almost like that lineage has turned into they make the blockbuster games that you enjoy on your own and yeah. xbox have something else and that's why i like owning both of those consoles i get mm. very different experiences from both of them exactly that's what it's given me a big like it's weird because although i've never played gears of war i'm still feeling nostalgic playing it because it reminds me of playing like spec ops in modern yeah. warfare mm. like it's that sort of thing like yeah it's been a while since i played something like that so i'm enjoying it a lot uh do you know what game I also enjoy playing with others, but also crushing them in? The Endless Search. Inside, it's a UK IGN crew. Yeah, 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 and the ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got a question for you. Hold tight, the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah, and the ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got a question for you. It's the Endless Search. I say I enjoy crushing people. I, I can't remember the last time I won one of these. Because uh, we all know that Jesse is unbeatable when it comes to Rotten Tomato scores. <laughs> oh, he's incredible. <laughs> it's genuinely amazing. Um, I'm doing the Endless Search this week, and I say I'm doing it, but actually what I'm doing is... Well, it's your choice of two games from Daniel Warburton, um, oh. who sent this in ages ago. Uh, so apologies, Daniel. We've just gotten to it. He has done... Either you can play a good old game or go on name them, and he's given us some big ass categories and a good selection of categories as well. Um, or a game he says uh, he's not sure if. Uh, oh no, he says he's a hundred percent sure he's made it up himself. So it's there you go, okay. and he's called it Busy Bodies of Work, uh, which what is a game is which is a game about guessing getting as close as possible to the number of uh, projects people are listed as having done on IMDb. I feel like Go On Name Them is maybe more fun because the other one, although it sounds interesting, it sounds more just like a guessing game. I don't know. It should be like... I mean, there are some crazy numbers in there. Um, but yeah. yeah, okay, let's do Go On Name Them. We'll I don't, don't want to speak for both of us. I don't know how Matt yeah, feels. Let's keep it situation. classic. Let's keep classic. it classic. Daniel, thank you for this. Uh, how many categories do we have? One, two, three, four, five... Oh, he's done like eight. We'll see yeah. how we go. Just p- p- if we're running over. Best. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think... we're already, what are we at? We're already at 55 minutes. There's there's a couple. Keep I can... it going. There's a couple I can drop. This is, this is a 600 special. Uh, yeah. Exactly. That's it. It's the 599.5 special <laughs> of Go On Name <laughs> Keeping it loose. Letting loose with the lads. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. I'll give you another choice. Do you want to start with something a little a little crazy or a little something more tradish for Go On Name? I, I want you to just pick it. Go on, tradish. Whatever you... Kratos of God of War fame has appeared in 17 games, and this includes cameos. Jesus. Okay. How many of those games can you name? Cardi, you're going first in this regard because you're on the left on my screen. Mm-mm-mm. If you don't know, go on name them. It's basically you bid for how many things in a category you can guess, and then you have to do it. There you go. <laughs> I'm going with six. Just start with a, with a six. Mm-hmm. 
Also, oh, if any dear. of these are wrong, this is all Daniel's fault. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame me. I think you're going to have to go on name him because I can only think Safe. of like... I don't know the names of the a subset of mm. games I'm thinking of, so I know what you mean. yeah, okay. go on, name them. I know what you mean. I feel, I feel I've got. I, feel, I love. I maybe could have. I love. Feel I could have stretched the to seven or of eight games that I'm thinking of. As if Cardi might <laughs> yeah. be like, well, straight out the gate, <laughs> Zelda. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Right, so I'm just going to take God of War one, two, three, the original one, two, three. Correct. And God of War 2018. Correct. I will also tweet. I will also tweet. take PlayStation Battle Royale All Stars or All Stars Battle Royale, whichever PlayStation way those All are Stars. Yeah, and I've got a few choices here, and there's a couple that are risky, and I don't know if they'll count. <laughs> I, I could go with another God of War, but I'm feeling a bit spicy. That is mad from you. So, but I don't on. know. I don't know if it. I, I feel like I should just play safe now. Um... I don't know if this counts as him being in it or if it's a version of him, because it's technically not him. I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with Astro's Playroom. Astro's or Playroom Ast- is on Daniel's list, and we will accept okay. it. Um, cool. I've Ghost of Sparta as well, just as a- Ghost of Sparta is there. I should have, um, I should have said yes. There are cameos in here that are in different forms, but I kind of felt like it was giving away. I feel so like got- he was in a kart racer. Was he in like Little Big Planet karting or Mod Nation? He was in Mod Nation races. He was also in Hot Shots Golf Out of Bounds. I did uh, not know that. He's in Little Big Planet as a sack boy. Uh, he's in Mortal Kombat Nine, which I didn't know. I knew he was in a fighting game. I just I was going to guess it was a Soul Calibur, but that didn't make much sense. Uh, He's listed as being in Tear Away Unfolded. I don't remember that. Um, Wow. Shovel Knight and Soul Calibur Broken Destiny. He's in a Soul Calibur. Yeah, as well as all the um, the, the spin-offs. Is one of the PSP games called Chains of Olympus? Was I right on there? Yeah. Ascension, Betrayal, (laughs) Chains of Olympus and Ghost of Sparta. All right. Nice. Here's one that I am very excited about Matt getting involved in, because I reckon we could go on for ages. <laughs> Although I don't oh, know if no. he'll need to, and I think this might be... So, frankly, this is probably, is a, little, this is probably a little unfair yeah. on Cardi, but I'm just going with it because I love the, t- the category and the amount of work that's gone into it. There have been 134 different Avengers. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> How I many, mean, Matt, I'd, Might as well just concede. Um... Well, I certainly can't go that high. I don't know. I don't think you get, I wasn't expecting yeah. to get all 137. No. Um, I was. <laughs> Let, let's start. Let's start on a normal sense. Let's start with like seven. Okay. Nine. I can try ten. The thing with this is, I think you can make some pretty informed guesses on a lot of these. Yeah, I'll, I'll go twelve. There are some names on here that I yeah. am just like, "Who the fuck are you?" <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna call you on that. You're you're a nubbed. <laughs> <laughs> I think this will be I was interesting. Just trying to drive you up. <laughs> <laughs> this is your. This is this is such cowardly defensive play. I like Marvel it. Marvel boy. I like it. 
they're a Marvel was, boy. <laughs> I was just whatever you were going to say next. I was like, do it because I was like, <laughs> I obviously know the obvious ones. Okay, let's go. Captain America. <laughs> Correct. Iron Man. Yes. Spider Man. <laughs> I'm je- I'm checking the list just in case because I'm not. I will... Yes. Is this in the comics, by the way, or is this comics, across all yeah. life? Prop. Okay. Thor. Correct. Hawkeye. Four. Hawkeye is five. Black Widow. Six. Hulk. Seven. (laughs) Um, Ant-Man. Eight. Black Panther. Nine. What other films have we got? Uh, Miss Marvel. That's interesting. Yes, correct. Ten. Uh, there's probably some massive ones I'm missing out here in my head. Man, I think you've. I think you should have <laughs> gone more here. Yeah. Uh, the Captain Marvel. Eleven. And let's go with Wasp or the Wasp. The Wasp. Is there? Twelve. Yeah. Cardi's got it. There we go. Two nil. Uh, Didn't say Wolverine though, which I thought no. you would have gone straight in on. Matt. No, I was just I was just firmly thinking of that fight scene at the end of Endgame and thinking who's in that. <laughs> Matt, can I name some comic book characters' names and you see if you can tell me anything yeah, about them? Go on then. Who's Alexis the Protector? <laughs> Fuck knows. Let me have a look at what they look like. So <laughs> Alexis the Protector. What a name. I'm going to look at what, what what they look like. Alexis um, the Protector. Not a clue. Absolutely okay. not a clue. What about Charlie 27? Who's <laughs> <laughs> Charlie 27? I want a film about him. Charlie. What happened to the other 26? No. Oh, I, think, I think he's actually in a film. Oh. oh. He's in Guardians. He has 11 times the muscle mass of a normal human. Does he now? Well, good for what him. about <laughs> what about Jack of Hearts? That one reminds. Yeah, I've seen this guy around. He's, he's <laughs> like based seen this on the guy around. <laughs> Charlie Twenty Seven was played by Ving Rhames in Guardians. Mm. Amazing! I love Ving Rhames. <laughs> Who's Jack of Hearts then? He's like. Um... He's, he's basically right based off the playing card. Like, um, if you look at him, he's got that kind of weird playing card sort of arrangement. That is very just, strange. Like, I never would have guessed that. I would not, you know. There, that's why I know. he um, He's in Avengers Disassembled, um, which is a really good comic if you haven't read that. All right. Probably more than 12 Avengers in a minute. We're going off piece, boys. <laughs> Cardi to guess first on... 16 Magnum ice cream flavours. Ooh. Oh. See, these are these what current, like currently on shop shell? Or I, this in... was a list as of early June, so I'm assuming. Okay. Current. You, you don't want to put to... ice creams on shelves. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. have to have the exact name that they used for the flavour, or could one describe what it was? I will assess that case by case. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Duh, duh, duh. 
I just recently had a Magnum last week that was unbelievably good. It's, it's a new version. Uh, so that'll be on my list. Anyway. I think I bet from this list, I bet I can guess which one that was. Oh, yeah, probably. I saw a television oh, was... advert for an unbelievably good Magnum, went to the shop to get it and had to settle for a lesser Magnum. Cause it's never good, I, that, I, that, I think it? we're all taking it. We'll t- talk about the same Magnum here. I'll give a, I'll uh, give one away that isn't on here that I'm very sad to see go, which is the peanut butter double, which was fucking yeah. astonishing stuff. Uh, I'll, I'll just start with a light six again. Six? Six. Yeah. I don't know if that was shock of low or high. I don't know. I'll try seven then. Mm-hmm. Is that a bluff, though? Is that a bluff? Just think about what ones I have. I fucking wish I wasn't self-isolating because I want to go out for a Magnum straight away after this. <laughs> I might get I'm one gonna delivered. Go, I'm going with eight. Eight Magnums. That's, that is 50% of all Magnum ice cream flavours. <laughs> Quick maths. Pretty, uh, pretty astute kind of guy. I'm basically the uh, Rachel Riley of the IGN UK podcast. You don't want to be that. Why? <laughs> she has views, mate. Oh, does she? Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> I thought she was just good at maths. <laughs> so I can either at this point get you to call it, because that's all I can do, or I can just play into the game and be comedy and try and guess fucking nine different ice creams. You could just grow some balls, how about that? Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Poke okay. the bear. Poke him. I'll try and do nine. I like nine. <laughs> there you go. You can you can do that. Are you right. going on and naming them? Okay. Okay. So there's the classic, classic. which is which is a milk chocolate over a vanilla ice cream. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then there's the white. Yes, which is white a white chocolate. chocolate. Then there's the almond. Yes. Yes. Three. The- I never choose that. I never go for that. I do like it though. It's not, yeah, none of them are bad. Yeah, there was my mum all when I remember back at my parents. My mum's always got almond magnums. Nice. Good, good choice. Um, then they do a mint choc chip one, right? They do. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just listed here as mint. It's just mint. mint. Okay, yeah, yeah. it's it. mint and chocolate, isn't it? Then they do. I don't know quite what it's called, but this is the one that I really wanted to get, which is it's a it's a vanilla covered in then a chocolate then a raspberry sauce and then mm-hmm. a chocolate it is it's called, called double raspberry double raspberry uh, raspberry and double chocolate right okay oh, it's that here one as five looks like yeah outer space chocolate <laughs> i've had that it, it's it's pretty good but it's not the one i was thinking mm. of the dream uh, i think i'm, I'm still if he if matt doesn't say it, i want to guess before you say what it is because i'm i'm just going on name alone yeah yeah, yeah. then there's you know me the one which I had the other day, which is the millionaire, I think it's called, uh, or the billionaire. The, yeah, I'll get it's the. So this is the one I thought, Cardi. Yeah, the du- yeah, that's the daddy. The that du- is the daddy. The double gold <laughs> caramel billionaire. Yeah. It's basically like caramac. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I love caramel. It's got, it's all, that's also got like, is it an almond in it? There's something it's in the yeah, got like little crunchy bits of almost yeah, like butterscotch mate. in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was good. So, it, it get it delivered. <laughs> I might actually get a delivery for a Magnum. <laughs> um, what's that, six? Yeah, so that's a six. Oh, this is huge, mate. This it, was where I would be struggling. I would. I had mm-hmm. all those. Yeah. I think I have one more. Desert. Is there a pistachio one? 
sorry to say that there isn't. Oh, That's it. No, well, there I mean, may there have been once there upon may a have time, been, but there isn't on the current it, list. It's, it's, I was going between that and um, like as, as a. I should have just said because there is a chocolate one, isn't there? Where it's just chocolate all the way through. Uh, is that not oh, one? I don't see it on here. Oh. I don't see it on here. Do they still the double caramel? Must still double be there, caramel is still caramel. there. Mm. Shall I go through? Do they still do the yeah, yogurt one? Because I used to really like the yogurt one. They don't, and I like the yogurt one. I love all kinds <laughs> of yogurt. Um, <clears throat> almond, chocolate, and crunchy cookies. What? Tell that the name of classic double double caramel, double chocolate, and strawberry, double gold caramel billionaire mint raspberry and double chocolate. The most disappointing one, in my opinion, the ruby berries and cream. Not into it. Um, mm. Salted caramel, salted caramel and glazed almond, which sounds fucking astonishing. Ooh. Then this, I thought, might be your way up to nine easily. Vegan almond, vegan classic, vegan oh. sea salt oh. caramel. I didn't realise they'd gone gone the route of the good mm. guys. And white chocolate and white chocolate and cookies. And I'm going to order... Good. They're good at... 15 of those, 16 oh. for my lunch. <laughs> they are good at what they do. They but they're are. almost like two quid a pop now. You have to buy them in my... Two pounds twenty, so like, mine was. I think, and... I know this is one of those things that people who get older say, but they're smaller. They they're are. They are definitely smaller. smaller. Especially like if we get them at home, you get you know like the, you can get the six pack of mini ones, mm. and yeah. they're like they're. When I hold one of those, it looks ridiculous. And policemen are getting younger loose. as well. Policemen <laughs> exactly. keep getting it's younger. Mad. <laughs> it's insane. Anyway, uh, okay, oh, we do, that's do a couple more. Yeah, that's that is three that's nil to Cardi, so it is a win. I would say. Should we do two more? Go on. Yeah, let's, let's stay do. on the same. A nice short one. There's seven flavours of Philadelphia cream cheese. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's Matt first, isn't it? It um, is Matt first. I really appreciate Daniel's commitment to adding the food ones. I love the food oh, yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I could do four, I think. Oh, that's oh. big. I, had I don't even ones. know what kind of a percent that is. <laughs> I don't. I don't buy Philadelphia really. Also, are they specifically flavors, or are they also varieties? I think for all variants, of these, all of, of these are, <laughs> all of these are, barring one, an ingredient name of. Okay. But I'll, again, I'll we'll to, go case. Yeah. We'll go case by case. Mm-hmm. I think I can only do three. I'm going to. Have to I'm going to, have to let you do four. I can't do. I can't push to five. Okay. That's mad. Bring it in. Okay. So there's. Standard Philadelphia. Standard slash basic, he's written. Yeah, right, okay, yeah. <laughs> then there's, I think it's called Garlic and Herb? Garlic and Herb is there. Yeah. Then there's one with chili in, if I'm right? Yes. Uh, well, which... Uh, is the two with chili in? Well, it depends on what you're talking about here, I would say. <laughs> what are you on about? Are we talking, like, actual bits of chili? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Jalapeno. That Jalapeno, is there. there we go. Mm-hmm. Then there's. I'm going to take a gamble on the one that you said that's a bit weird. Is that Philadelphia Light? Uh, no, that's not on here. But I'm not going. I'm going to let okay. you go again because that is that's fair. Right. Okay. Like, so it's a genuine. That is a variant, not a flavour. Yeah. Okay. So it's genuine. Right. Okay. My gamble here. Then do they still do Philadelphia chocolate? They that's don't. Think. Is there a Nutella? No. One? Although, actually, I'm going to look it up because I have the Capri one. Is it yeah, still? I there was a can I still buy Philadelphia tunnel? chocolate? Is it there? Is it on sale in ASDA right now? It is. I'm giving it to you. There's eight okay. flavors of Philadelphia right. if you include. Yeah. But it is not Cadbury's. It's Milka. You know, oh, like air, I think you know, they've like swapped it there. 
chocolate. Yeah, I, I love, like Milka. I love Milka. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm giving you that. That's fine. Okay. There is also. Yeah. You've got that's all four, isn't it? You bring that's you bring four. it home. Um, yeah, got we've got caramelized onion. We've got chives. We've got chives salmon. Is one I, had. I, was gonna, yeah. I thought there was a salmon one because salmon I one with actual just salmon in it. Yeah. It sounds and, gross. Um, yeah, and sweet yeah. chili, which was where I was going on. Right. Uh, okay. There we go. Love this game. Uh, should we do cool. one more food Let's one? Because there's one more. Well, food and drink. Oh, why I not? Let's do uh, one food and drink. And I'm not going to lie, Matt. The color of your beverage makes me think you might be drinking some of this now. Twelve flavors of Copperberg cider. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm drinking Vimto. Sorry, I don't oh. drink. I don't drink Copperberg. Well, you're just. It's how observant of... you are. Look, if neither of you like the Copperberg cider, one will switch. It's five. It's five nine nine point five. I mean, I can. I can guess some fruits. Is basically what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> All right, I'm switching it. Let's go for another biggie. Simon Pegg has acted in one hundred and one shows, Jesus. films, and games. <laughs> Oh my lord! This includes like some of this seems like very you know like a TV show appearance type stuff. Yeah. Although I will say, the big Uh, ones are more difficult because I don't know how. Like if they're smaller, I can start to think that I know a percentage of them. But that is just it's it's me to me to bid first. It is. It's me to bid first. (laughs) Ha ha. Eleven. Ooh. He's going in. I'll try 12. 14. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I didn't even thought of... Uh, Again, there are some names on here where you're like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I don't think I can go that high. 14's big. Yeah, go. go but when you think about him oh. appearing in like single episodes of stuff... There, but I've got a few of those on. in my head, but... like, Okay, I'm going to... Start at the beginning. Well, I don't know if it is the beginning, but spaced. Uh, yeah. Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Hot Fuzz. Yeah. World's End. Yeah. Paul. Yep. <laughs> the Boys. Yep. Playing a really uh, confusingly aged character. <laughs> Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Yeah. Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Yeah. I can't remember if he's in Fallout, so I'm just going to leave it for now. I feel like Star Trek. Yeah. That's Star nine. Trek Into Darkness. Ten. Can't remember the third one's name. Uh, <laughs> or the middle one's um, Four more to go. Simon Pegg. I'm trying to think of his face. Oh, Run, Fat Boy, Run. Yeah, <laughs> eleven. <laughs> The film where uh, Hank Azaria's character has a big penis. That's what I remember about that film. <laughs> Should have got Willem Dafoe in. Should. Um, oh, what was there was another rom-com one that I thought was alright. I can't remember what it's called. Um, Three more. I'm going Mission Impossible Fallout. I'm going to say Mission Impossible Fallout is correct. Twelve. <laughs> What was that voice? You said Mishposh or Fallout. Mishposh. Mishposh. Mishmash Mosh. Simon Pegg, what else have you done, mate? Speak to me. Speak to me. Well, what's that other Star Trek film called? I went it. I went into. Oh! Isn't he in? The Force Awakens. He is. As a stormtrooper. 
That's a quarter portion, he says. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's he's thingy, isn't he? He's the not a scrapyard guy. Yeah, he's just, yeah. yeah, I watched it the other day. Uh, what is that third Star Trek film called? <laughs> um, so just I'm a Lynch, say... Lynch joint, isn't it? That one. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I'm gonna? Uh, I'm gonna say he actually makes his Mission Impossible debut in three. Mission you are Possible correct. Three. You got all the mishmash mosh. Um, Mishmash versus four. What's that Star Trek film called? Beyond. Star Trek Beyond. It's so Beyond. shit. Oh, I didn't God, watch So I quite rubbish. like Beyond. Oh no! <laughs> just think it's not nice. Nonsense. I just, I just don't like Idris Elba doing acting in anything, um, <laughs> except The Wire, where the only time he was ever good. Um, <laughs> suck it, Luther fans. I think Cardi was the rom-com you were thinking of. Was that How to Lose Friends and Influence People? Lose friends and alienate, I don't know. alienate people. That's it. Yeah, it might uh, have been. There's some, I watched it on a plane. There's some bizarre stuff in here, man. Like, so there's things like Big Train, Black Books, Brass Eye, where he makes those like one-off appearances. Mm-hmm. He's in Banner Brothers as well. He's isn't in he? Banner Brothers. Um, Burke and Hare, remember that? God, yeah. <laughs> um, he's in a, he's in something called Danger Fifty Thousand Zombies. <laughs> uh, he's in something just called Don't F- Fable Three. Uh, oh yeah, he is. Yeah. Uh, He's in Free Jimmy and Funky Pete. <laughs> There's something called Hot Fuzz, Hot Funk, the TV version, which I guess is just dubbed. Um, yeah. It's also in an episode uh, of Doctor Who. The film I was thinking of was Man Up. Man Him Up. and Lake Bell. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was all right. And he's in Scrat's yeah. Continental Crack Up, the spin-off from the Ice Age series. So good for him. There you go. Go on, name them. Thank you very much to uh, Daniel Warburton. We've also got a bunch more to use there, so we could do that. And we've got the whole other game, which I genuinely think will be interesting. So we'll we'll do that. Isn't Band of Brothers? We said that already. Sorry, sorry. I was too busy reading the list. Absolute Band of Brothers. Oh, I'm I'm going to read Band of Brothers after I've done the Sopranos. Oh. <laughs> uh, should we do some feedback? Yeah. Oh, oh mishmash. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, I'll start with some feedback from Tom Chilton, who says, Hi all, I have a similar story of game progress loss featured in last week's feedback. Let me paint you a picture. Oh, please do, Tom. It was a stormy day. My now wife was home alone during a lightning storm. What? Never have I experienced one so bad. Whilst I was at the gym, the power goes out. Treadmill stop. The loud music shuts down. It all goes eerily quiet. I stay there anyway because I can still see what I'm doing and it's fine. Plus, who wants to cycle home in a lightning storm? That's a very good point. Who does? I then get a panicked call from my wife. She was in the kitchen doing some washing up and lightning hit a copper pipe on the outside of our building. That pipe being very close to the window she was stood at. It's... it's are you getting this picture painted? Yeah. Yeah. She was fine, but felt a wave of energy come into the room and freaked out by it. Wait. It sounds like the start of a, a horror wave film. Of a wave of energy. Is like that like when, That's something. like when people, like, in a film, like, someone activates a wormhole and then scientists yeah. far away go, we just detected energy that's come out through the quantum zone. <laughs> it sounds like the plot for a horror film, like a demon... And like possesses a house fire, a lightning bolt. A demon possessed my copper pipe, <laughs> and then the copper pipe buckled, and that was it. Carry on. Anyway, we had the wave of energy come into the room. I arrive home to find my PS4 was turning on, but nothing would display on the TV. Hmm. 
The lightning had hit the phone line, which in turn went through the router and then into my, and then into my hardline PS4. It completely fried the HDMI port and had sent and I had sent it off to be repaired, but to no avail. That's not good. Long story short, when I then got a new PS4 several months later, I downloaded my cloud saves. It turned out that my Dragon Age Inquisition save was from about 10 hours behind where I'd got to. I could never bring myself to go back through that. Respect the seemingly endless grind. Kind regards, Tom. I love this. It's 10 hours I want of the energy. Inquisition. Like, I know you two both like Dragon Age Inquisition mm-hmm. quite a lot. Would you, would you have gone back? Would you have left it? I think I could have done for Inquisition. I was re- I liked it a lot all the way through. But I get that. Mm-hmm. I totally get that. You don't want to play 10 hours of stuff. Especially like if you're still in the hinterlands at the beginning, which is like it's a shame that Dragon Age starts with its roughest area. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um Tom, I will say I enjoyed that and I appreciate the uh, the horror of it, but you really did start with a very lyrical description of things happening and like I could have done with the PS4 like I arrived home to find my PS4 slightly smoking in the night. I wanted a bit more like dangerous chat. But you know, that's I want to be able to I want to be able to smell the story. I want to be able to smell the fried HDMI port. That's yeah, yeah. that's that's what I'm going for. Uh right, Tom Morant writes. Oh no. <laughs> Hi guys. <laughs> In response to the horrifying onsen story from Brock last week, uh, which go back and listen if you want to hear just, just, you know, basic sexual impropriety from an old man. I've decided to write in with my own experience of an onsen. Okay, I haven't read this. I don't know what we're about to get into. I was fine. Because I was not prepared for Brock's last week. I was travelling Japan with my two friends back in 2017. We're in the amazing volcanic city of Kagoshima. My friend lived in Kagoshima, and it was my friend's birthday. They have a good flower festival, just so you know. For the occasion, he wanted to get some food and then go to a specific onsen he read about. We went and ate and then made our way to the onsen. Whilst in the onsen, I noticed an area of the bath that had a warning sign with an electric bolt on it. (laughs) Okay, it's fine. Having experienced one of these myself at an onsen visit earlier in the trip, I recognised it as being a denkiburo, an area of the bath in which an electric current passes through the water between two metal plates and is meant to relax your muscles and relax you. I'll tell you now, it doesn't. (laughs) That sounds mad. Like, never put electricity in water. What are you doing? This sounds like something they put in the baths to kill foreign people coming to the baths. (laughs) The birthday boy was in another area of the bath, and as he walked over to join us, I said to my other friend, Watch this. (laughs) I gestured to the electric bath and said to my friend, Mate, have a go in that. (laughs) It's very straightforward language. With a worrying amount of trust, my friend entered the bath and waded straight into the electric bath. What followed was a yelp and a look of shock slash pain that I had never seen on a human being's face and hopefully never see again. (laughs) It must have been really bad. Naturally, what followed was much laughter from me and my friend and a random middle-aged Japanese man who contributed a healthy... (laughs) And then a buzzed buzzed, (laughs) which only brought more laughter. I love the idea of the old man sitting there going... Buzzed, buzzed, buzzed. After that, I felt bad and meekly apologised for potentially ruining my friend's birthday. Luckily, he took it well and saw the funny side himself. 
Uh, I then immediately got my comeuppance in the form of two events. First, I entered a freezing plunge pool, which felt amazing after the hot baths. However, I stayed in this pool for way too long and after exiting, almost passed out. (laughs) After having composed myself, I decided to call that a day and went out to the communal changing rooms to dry off and get dressed. It was the second event that offered up my karma. As I was getting dressed, I looked up from putting my socks on and made direct eye contact with the asshole of what I think may have been the oldest man in Japan. <laughs> as he rubbed some sort of cream slash lotion into it. I took this into as my it. punishment for what I had done to my friend and accepted this as karma restored. <laughs> Thanks, and for Christ's sake, respect the sea. That's a very, um, uh, it is a very Buddhist way of looking at that situation, Tom. Yeah. You've, uh, I think you may have to not only respect the sea, but respect the onsen as well yeah because they're places you can't you know you can't keep you you got to keep your guard up in an onsen by the sounds of it it's yeah. not a rela- the relaxing place that it's claimed to be <laughs> uh but yeah you can't you can't knock it i mean i have been f- i've always wanted to go to an onsen specifically that one where all the monkeys go in it but um i've gone off it now electrocuted and looking at very old asses yeah not into it Matt. shall we uh switch the conversation to something a little on. bit more uh food based yes. mm. so this is from james martin who says it's the flapjack fan howdy <laughs> oh, no, the ign uk flapjack fan yeah there we go so took a week off Took a week off work, so upon my return, had to double podcast dip for the commute. Thank you for the entertaining drive. So I thought I'd treat myself on the on my fuel stop at the Esso to a vanilla latte and a super-duper deal. Not one, but two flapjacks today. Holy oh, shit, Jags. <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> Swinging point was that they were 50p each in the bargain basket. And credit to Carol, who I think had worked there since it was BP back in 1987. <laughs> oh, this is so... So detailed. <laughs> she and tried so her British. hardest to sell me the flapjack delights that were close to being thrown away due to the short three day left on their best before date. <laughs> due to no cherry bakewell, I had to settle for a chocolate chip one and the other being a yogurt topped one. Yes, yogurt. Ooh. Yes, please. Yeah. I just well, love yogurt. The chocolate chip <laughs> was like the annual FIFA release. Promised greatness, but let itself down by being a boring, predictable, and nothing groundbreaking. Four out of ten. <laughs> so I just want to point out, if you haven't heard the uh, the original thing, all it was was James saying that he, he likes, likes buying a flapjack and said he's going to call himself the IGN flapjack fan. I don't think we ever asked for reviews. I love it, <laughs> no? but we didn't ask for any of this. I This is just... James is clearly a very self-possessed man. Like He's like, you know what? I'm just going to write in and tell them about flapjacks twice. And I'm, I think it's amazing. Well, right. there we so go. we've got four out of ten for chocolate chip. I'm four des- out of ten. I'm desperate to hear mm-hmm. the yogurt. Okay. Now the yogurt, on the other hand, akin to Insomniac's Ratchet and Clank, <laughs> yes. I wow. did not expect much, and one that would normally pass me by. However, after every bite, it got better and better, and made me wanting more. A hidden gem that needs to be tried by everyone. Nine out of ten. I believe that's an amazing on the IGN score. That is an amazing on the IGN score. Akin to Insomniac's Ratchet and Clank. The yogurt flapjack. I I like a yogurt flapjack. I was ripped apart by the taste of the yogurt. (laughs) The tang with the sweetness. There we go. I like yogurt covered stuff because you can kind of trick your head into thinking it's white chocolate. 
but it's better. It's slightly better for you. <laughs> it's, it is tastier than white chocolate. This is the secret. Oh, I don't know about that. To a hard yogurt. That used to be my choice. Like if I ever bought flapjacks, a white chocolate topped one would be my my choice. Mm. But I don't know. These days, I've kind of white chocolate used to be my thing, but I kind of I feel more of a milk chocolate person now. I think my sweet oh, yeah. tooth's slightly going. No, uh, white chocolate's yeah. not for you, me. You verge into dark, like dark milk is currently my favourite chocolate oh. bar, which is Cadbury's mm. mix of dark chocolate and milk chocolate. It's very, good very shit. good. Might order that. The with ones my I like, if you, <laughs> if you had like the um, hobnob flapjacks, they're very good. I have not, but I love hobnobs. They're one of the yeah. only biscuits I actually truly enjoy. I'm not a biscuit guy. Hey. That's just me. I love, a it. I love a biscuit. James, I, a biscuit. I would love you to keep writing in extremely <laughs> detailed and, you know, some might say boring descriptions of you buying <laughs> flapjacks and your reviews of them. Um, yeah. I can't guarantee we will continue to read them out, but I promise you I will read everything you send me because <laughs> I think yeah. this is amazing. <laughs> It does mean you have to veer away from the cherry bakewell that we all know you love so much. But well, if he's I think getting, you do that. If he's getting two at a time, yeah. get your cherry bakewell oh. and then just review the other one. Although exactly. we haven't had a review of the cherry bakewell yet, so that's still on the table. I think it's in the original email, cherry bakewell's the best one, so I'm I looking, imagine that might get a full ten. He said it was his fave, um, but I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm looking it up. Prior to me hitting the M4 for the dreaded 50 miles per hour average speed zone started all along the Welsh Corridor, I always grab a Costa coffee and a flapjack from the local SO garage, Cherry Bakewell being my fave. Um, that was the original. It's so got to be not... a 9 or 10 then, the, the yeah, Cherry Bakewell. the Red Dead Redemption 2 of flapjacks. <laughs> uh, yeah. Amazing. Uh, well, that was fun. It wasn't quite Podcast 600, but like we said, God, if you like Green Street, if you got a treat tomorrow... <laughs> I think genuinely there's something there for not everyone. Yeah, ten percent of our listeners. <laughs> no, there's 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 stuff there because I think even if you don't like the film, you might enjoy our company. Because like we said, we do practically natter over the whole hour and I forty-five think, minutes. I of think it. we do make Green Street better because it's not yeah. good. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love it, but it's not good. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you haven't watched it before. You know what? It's probably better to watch it just with us for the first time anyway. Just put the captions yeah. on and enjoy. I'm sure Matt agreed. Um, yeah. But- <laughs> he loved it. <laughs> Amazing. You liked uh, the company, what- didn't you, Matt? You liked oh, the- yeah. Didn't, like, as much as my face tells a very different picture during that entire <laughs> video version, I did have a good time. I just don't understand the film in the slightest. <laughs> oh, it's a shame for you. Um... Hopefully we'll have a great weekend. Uh, I'm trying to forget about what's happening this weekend. Because yeah. I'll throw up if I think about it. So Correct. there we go. Um, yeah, what music should we have? What have we talked about? Um, a lot of stuff. I feel like we've played Deathloop more than once. So what about give just, that a rest. What, just, you know, just the Halo theme tune? The main, the main Halo theme. Oh yeah, get oh get all those lads singing the theme in the bathroom. Have you seen that video? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's get, get that, that on it. Lovely, beautiful. What a lovely time. We'll be back next week for more. I'm support. I'm support. Oh, I can't speak. Oh, anymore. just for go more. go and wash Mish Mish Posh. Posh. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, we'll be back for Marvel and probably tons of super surprising stuff next week and flapjacks. I don't know. Goodbye. Sweet dreams. See ya.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.